Hey, you guys. We're so grateful to have Mr. Dwight Osborne with us, and he is breaking the monotony of music today. Dwight II is sliding onto the scene with style and sophistication. He's a singer, he's a songwriter, and he may be the second in name, but this may be the first time you hear such a warm and smooth mix of R&B, funk, jazz, pop, and gospel. The Columbia College Chicago alum just released his debut single, Nice to Meet Me, and it is nice to meet him because he is going to be a star and he also has a music video that's out as well. So I want you guys to support Dwight. And thank you so much for being a part of Black Canvas. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Thanks so much I mean, for having I love, me. I love having new music, <laughs> rising stars, and people I can talk to and share experiences, even from across, you know, I'm in Louisiana. I believe, Dwight, you're in Chicago, right? Okay. Well, I'm in from the, the NL, yes, so I'm originally from New Orleans, so you have to represent your cities. I love that. So when we talk about growing up in Chi-Town, in Chicago, um, how did your city influence your love for music? You know, it's kind of funny. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't raised in Chicago, um, although people may think that because I rep it so hardcore. I'm, I'm from Indiana, which is a small city um not too far from chicago um but where i'm from is actually very different south bend indiana is very different from chicago um chicago is a place where you can you see art everywhere and you can be inspired on the train or walking down the street it's just you're inspired everywhere i am in south bend it's much much different like there's um a lot of farmland um, so my inspiration for music in the city that I'm from came from church, actually, and just going to church and being a part of the choir and always being there and seeing examples of how to perform and how to use your voice in unique and cool ways. And that kind of inspired me to first want to sing. And then um, later on, it inspired me to want to become an artist. So when we talk about being an artist, like what is one word you could use to describe like your sound in music? And why would you choose that word if you can choose one word to kind of describe your sound? Um, I, I, I guess I can say smooth. I, I want it to be smooth. Um, I don't know if it's quite there yet, but that's always the goal. I just, you know, that that singer that just sounds buttery and it's just everything is so oozy and amazing about the the their voice. That's kind of what I try to do when I'm putting together music. Um, I want to make sure that it is very smooth. And, you know, there not everyone's music is smooth, nor does it have to be. There's a lot of grit in some music and it's beautiful. Um, it's just I really want my music to be smooth. Um, so that's the one word I guess I can use for the sound. Well, I think it's, smooth. I mean, I heard your song and I was like, wow, this is, it gave me a lot of like almost an Eric Benet, like, oh, okay. like I, I, there was a lot of that. And even a music soul child twist to me, like I could tell, like you have all those components to me. Yeah. I mean, these are people that I grew up on, um, um, Neil Soul is it's so funny you say um, music soul child because I really want to bring um, Neil Soul back. I feel like that's a genre that has kind of been forgotten. 
um, and it would be nice to hear it back on the radio. Um, my, the song that I have out now, Nice to Meet Me, is um, it's more Chicago-esque. It's like a stepping type of song, but it's also very bluesy. I went to school for jazz, so blues and jazz are kind of like hand in hand. Um, but yeah, those are people that I love. And um, yeah, of course you will hear them because I listen to them on a regular basis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So at least I'm not alone. Like no. I, I love me some like Jill Scott, Indy Irene. Yes. yes, my favorites as well. Jill Scott is like for sure, like hands down. She's. The- I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching of um her State Farm commercial again. I mean, how can you say a State Farm song and make it sound amazing? I'm like, man, this is. <laughs> I mean, she's talented. I mean, it's that black woman joy, that black girl joy. I don't know. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She really is. She really yeah. is. So what about someone who's pursuing a career in music? What advice would you give someone who's like starting out in a career like you are now starting out, um, you know, getting a lot of platform that you have now? What advice would you give to like young kids wanting to be in, to, in this business? Um, well, I'm I'm a fairly new artist myself. So although I am older in age, um, I kind of take my wisdom with me to the music part portion of now my life. Um, but what I've been having issues with, and this is, I'm going to get to a positive note after this, but when you're an artist in this industry, you have to deal with other people, vendors, because although it's amazing, if you can do everything by yourself, you can be your own photographer, videographer, your own stylist and producer and musician. I mean, that's amazing. And there are some people out here who can do most of those things, um, I'm not one of those, and I know a lot of people aren't. It's you vet the people before you hire them because you can find yourself in some really peculiar and awkward situations. It's very important that you create a circle and a camp of people who you trust and um, who believe in what you're doing. Um, that's a very crucial part in, to, in being successful. And then on a much, much positive end, be who you are. Be truthful about what you're talking about. Don't, I mean, I, I think there are people who are successful who talk about things that they're not really living. Yeah, I mean, that could be manifesting. I'm not sure. But just be truthful about your feelings and what you're talking about and who you are and how you present yourself. I think that also will take you a long way as well. I agree. Like just identifying with a specific genre of music and being able to diversify yourself even in music is mm-hmm. important because I, I always go back like the artists that we see today, a lot of them are the same. Like you can almost turn the radio on and you hear the same type of beat, same type of song. But when you think of like the artists from 30, 40 years ago, like they were able to do, you know, 80s music or rock music. And I just look at like Prince is probably one of the biggest artists that I can think of who was able to write music for other artists to perform different types of music different instruments you know just was in a league of his own and I feel like that is just something I admire in just artistry in general I want to see and hear someone who is actually making waves but also who's being authentic and still can be able to share a great message behind what they're doing I think like you're on that path of in the beginning stages if you've already done this so far like the sky's the limit for you. So that's just, if you can continue to do what you're doing, I think you're, you're off to a great start for sure. 
Oh, it's no problem. So let's talk about your top Thank you, man. three I albums. That. This is going to probably be a hard one. Your top three albums all time. And how would, do you feel that the albums change your perspective on music? So if you can give us three albums and how maybe their music has kind of changed your perspective on what you like about music. Um, I mean, they're all gospel artists um, because this is kind of the gospel, the gospel portion when I wanted to be a gospel artist, where that's the kind of, that's the, that's the moment where I decided, okay, this could be, I maybe can sing and maybe I should consider this as a career, but I would say um, Kiki Sheard's album, her first album, I owe you is when I first heard that album, it changed my whole mind. Like I literally studied that album up and down. And also that same year, her cousin, Jay Moss, the Jay Moss project, um, mm-hmm. he, he worked on her album yes. that, that whole album I studied. And I, that's kind of where to this day, I still use a lot of those runs from those two albums. Um, but the top album out of the three is, um, which is another first album from Kim Burrell, which was Everlasting Life. Um, and she opened this whole door to mm-hmm. jazz and blues with gospel and just, I went to I went to college for jazz because of Kim Burrell. Like she's the reason why I went to the school that I went to. Um, very transformative for me. Like she changed my whole idea of music. All three of those albums, especially the Kim Burrell, Everlasting Life. Oh, I liked all three of those. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. If I had to choose three gospel albums, this might be really hard because. I love gospel music as well. Um, I will say, ooh, this is kind of hard. Hmm. I love Fred Hammond. I mean, mm-hmm. anything Fred Hammond, it's just like... You can take it back to commission if you want to. Love Fred Hammond. That's one for sure. I mean, I can't even choose an album for him, but definitely just anything. Maybe the greatest hits of Fred Hammond probably be one. Uh, <laughs> um, Kirk Franklin's first um, record. You know, that that was one that really, if people oh, really go back and listen yeah. to it, it was really at a time where, where we really were changing what people listened to as far as considering to be secular gospel, you know, the transitional part of it. And I really loved Kirk Franklin in the beginning. I mean, he's still amazing, of course, today. Um, but it's just something about that first album I really loved. And possibly if I chose a third, hmm. I think Shirley Caesar, like Shirley Caesar just has such a great voice and, and I, she's an icon. She's an icon. I mean, I was making a joke that yeah. I was like, I got greens beans. For <laughs> and, right. And then she's still able to become viral. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, she's icon. She really is. So, I mean, yeah. those would be the three. And I think oh, I'm just going to sneak a fourth one in Yolanda Adams. Like, oh, of course. I mean, she's, <laughs> Open my heart. I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, just in the midst of it all, I mean, I can list a lot of songs for her. Um, and she's been on soundtracks for different movies. I mean, just amazing. She's amazing because she's able to bring gospel to homes that typically wouldn't be able or who wouldn't be exposed to gospel music. She has that type of ability, and that's why she's so great. Because she literally has brought these songs to homes and 
probably, I'm sure, saved people who weren't even believers. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm very sure of it. But yeah, Yolanda for sure. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think you did a great job with the three albums. I mean, I love um, just hearing Kiera do anything. And when I think of like the Clark, the Clark sisters, mm-hmm. just, I mean, just mm-hmm. you never want to miss just such amazing talent. Um, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. just amazing. I mean, there's a lot of great artists out there for sure. But I loved her new record. Um, Something Has to Break is still one of my favorite songs. And when I was going through a tough time oh, yeah. um, with my career, and I would play that song like every single morning. And and then when I was going, I mean, it was a big transition I was going mm-hmm. through. And it was just like a feeling I would have just listening to that song. And I was like, wow, this song really just, it, it gave me the strength I needed to get through a, a tough time. So yeah, I think like, that's why I love your music as well. Like I said, it's people are going to be able to hear you one day and be like, oh, he really got me through or, it's something that he shared and it resonated with me. And that's, that's what I love about music for sure. Yeah. Same. That's honestly, that's the goal. I mean, I'm not going to say, excuse me. I'm not going to say every song that I put out is going to be completely inspirational Mm -hmm. because you know, I'm an adult and whatever, but um, for the most part, what I want to do uh, with my music is uplift people and let people know that they're they are powder powerful and beautiful beings that can really accomplish and do whatever they want to if they put their mind to it um and that's what i want i mean even when nice to meet me um it was made to seem because there's so many songs out that are just about conceit being conceited um and um mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to play with that idea, like nice to meet me, but the song is truly about self-love and just knowing that you are amazing just by yourself. And if you so happen to come across someone who is amazing because we're all equally amazing, then that's great as well. But, you know, enter into your own space saying it's not I'm a great person. I'm a great catch. I'm amazing. I'm wonderful. And that's what the song is really about. It's just loving yourself. That's great. I mean, I think like that's a great message that many people, especially our younger generation, they need to to be able to find a self-love. And I always tell people, if you don't even like yourself, you can't love yourself. And in liking yourself, you actually have to change some behaviors and people you surround yourself with. Um, even in family, yeah. sometimes you have to set a, a parameter or a boundary of this is as far as I'm going to allow this to go so that I can find me. And so I think that's a great message of just, you know, self-love and, and self-reflection of getting to find out who you are. Now, how have you stayed motivated despite this pandemic and things going on? How have you been able to be motivated and staying relevant, just being able to share as a new artist, you know, your music during COVID-19? Um, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not old, old, but I'm getting older. (laughs) So the way that you, the way that you present yourself in this world, trying to get your music out is completely different than what it used to be, you know, when I was a little younger. Um, And COVID has changed things for me because I wasn't an artist before. I mean, I was, but I wasn't an artist that had music out um, before COVID. And COVID, COVID times sort of pushed me into figuring out what really makes me happy. I had so much time to myself 
And I had to ask myself some really important questions. If I'm, you know, did I want to go back to my job? Because I was furloughed from my job and I was asking, well, do you want to go back? And if you don't go back, what's going to make you happy? And I, this, this thought of music just kept entering into my mind. And I would, the first couple of times, I'm like, oh, music, come on. That's not like a real thing. Like, let's really think about, should you go back to school? What you should do? But music just was always there present, like flashing in my face. Like, yeah, you should go back to music. So it pushed me to, to actually put myself out there and, and in a way be vulnerable um, and I mean, not that I am praising COVID times because there are a lot of people who are no longer here with us and that's not great, obviously, but I think in the midst of negativity and things that are, are, that are not good, um, it's always good to try to find a positive or try to find your way out of it and not to live in that negativity um, so that what that's what COVID was for me was kind of finding myself as a as an artist. And, you know, because of it, I'm I'm here now talking to you. Well, I'm glad that I've had this opportunity since COVID myself to share because I wanted to find a way to, to relate to other people to really connect. And I feel like this is one of the best vehicles that we have out there um, being able to share podcasts because we can talk about a lot of different things and being able to start the second podcast, which we I've talked to Dwight, you guys, and he's wants to possibly be a part of space between where he'll be able to sing live if he's open to kind of singing when we get our schedule together. But I would love for people to have that as a great um, avenue of just being able to talk, interview, and then be able to sing and share and, and talk about your experiences that you're going through, because that's how we grow and cultivate love and respect and honesty. And so I love that you're here. And I love that if we hadn't have met outside of this, who knows where this would have gone. But I'm glad that this is, is kind of put us all aligned in this moment because I feel like your message is something that needs to be heard, especially like you said, bringing back neo-soul music, um, Afrocentric, you know, vibes, showing things out there for people to know that, you know, we matter. We we have a voice. We have a, a platform and a message we can share. And that's what I love about what you represent. And so, yeah, I think that kind of goes back to we talk about like the left and the right turns that we take in our lives. I feel like you're you're finally finding your lane that works for you. Okay. Yeah. So 100%. I have a really tough question for you. If you could give your younger self one piece of okay. advice, what would you say and what age would you choose? Um, I, this is a tough question. Um, um, okay. Well, it's, it's tough because it's, it's tough because for, I don't know. All right. So just get with it, Dwight. Um, what I would tell my younger self, I would probably speak to the teenage Dwight. So maybe like the preteen, maybe 12 or something like that. And I would let him know to speak up for himself. And even if you can't vocalize exactly how you're feeling, um, show some type of emotion to let people know that you are uncomfortable with something or that you're happy about something. Um, that's one thing I would tell them. And then also I would tell them that, you know, everything is going to be all right. You know, everything that you think is a big deal at this very moment or that you think that you're just not going to get through because it's just so hard in which it, it was hard. Um, that you'll get through it, you know, prosper, 
and you'll get better and you'll have a different understanding of um, how how your mind works and how the people around you interact with you and so many other things, but that it, it's going to be all right. It's going to get better. I like that. Uh, and that, I know it's a hard question for you because picking an actual age can be really difficult because we, I think every time when we, we get older, um, we start to gain a lot of experiences and we start to surround ourselves with different people who can influence us. And I feel like mm-hmm. definitely preteen can be one of the hardest moments for a lot of kids of like, where is my life going? Or, you know, we don't see responsibility the same way we do now, you know, of course, as adults. But I think that that's some great advice for sure. Thanks, man. It, 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 I wish somebody would have said it when I was 12. <laughs> Shoot, I, I didn't want to tell you where my mind was at at 12. I was, but, but I just, I know I've, I've definitely matured. I definitely had some really bad anger. I'll tell you that when I was a teenager, but like I've worked through a lot of that. And I feel like that goes back to just um, really going through terrible life experiences for me really helped reshape me and losing a lot of people in my life through death and through other situations. It really changed like, Hey, life is very important. And actually uh, one of my best friends um, was diagnosed with leukemia around that time. I'm just remembering that I was around 12 going on, almost 13 and he died at 14 and it was a it was probably one of the worst days of wow. my life I would say because I felt like he didn't have the opportunities that I've been afforded you know to have grown up and to be and he was one of the smartest people I've ever known and rest mm-hmm. in peace to Wesley Clark um, a lot of my friends who listen they know how great and amazing of a person he was and just seeing his mom and just that experience of her losing her son and, and going to that funeral. I mean, I still sometimes go back to that day and it's just, you know, it's something that definitely changed me, but I always tried to represent him. And when I had an opportunity to write a book, I made sure I dedicated it to him, you know, as one of the acknowledgements because his life really did help me to grow up really quickly. And so, yeah, I mean, 12 years old, 12, 13 was definitely a tough, I think it was a tough time. I tell you that. <laughs> oh yeah. Man, you and me both. But that's amazing what you get for your friend. That's how you uplift and keep their, their names. Right. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Cause like I said, it's, it's hard some days, you know, you, you try not to go all the way back in your mind of experiences, but you know, going through the toughest moments in our lives Ashley changes us and it, it, it can empower you if you allow it to, or you can allow it to defeat you. And I just choose to be a survivor and a thriver. And I don't want, I don't choose to be a victim. Um, I always tell people like, just cause I'm going through rough times, there's someone always worse off than me, but there's also something I can learn in the lesson of going through that so that I don't hopefully repeat the same patterns. And that's, you know, that's something I try to remember. Um, so I want to kind of talk about what's next for you, like music wise, and can you share where they can find your music and how can we find you online? Okay. Yeah. Um, so what's next? I'm already, I actually have music done. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to put together a whole project because I am an independent artist. Um, and anybody who's looking to manage an artist, you know, if you're on here listening, um, me, Dwight the second. Um, so it, it can be expensive and it can be tough, but um, I plan on putting something out this winter, maybe towards the end of December um, and maybe January. Um, and in terms of what I have out now, um, I'm 
on all music platforms. So Apple Music, Spotify, um, YouTube, Tidal. Um, also just came out with a new music video um, that you stated in the beginning of the conversation. Um, I mostly use um, my Instagram, which is Dwight.the.2nd. <clears throat> um, but I'm also on Facebook as well, which is actually use the, the same the same name, Dwight the Second. Um, so you can find me on there. You can look up my music on those music platforms. You can look me up on YouTube to see my music video, which I put a lot of work into. And um, I really want as many people to watch it because it highlights <clears throat> Chicago's South Side. Um, and I think Chicago South Side gets a terrible rep, but it's in my opinion, the most beautiful area, the the best area in Chicago with so much history and so many different types and amazing people. Um, And unfortunately, the news just, you know, gave them this reputation. And I wanted to show people how beautiful the South Side was. It's crazy because people who are from Chicago, like, where are you? People from the South Side, like, where, where, where did you shoot this? I'm like, on the South Side, like, these amazing places. So, If you get a chance, check out the video. Um, Yeah. Well, I've already checked it out. And you guys, it is something to watch. I love the song. I love the message. I think, like I said, it's just going to take a lot of people. Sometimes we have to do grassroots projects and things to kind of really get out there. But I would love for you to come back, Mm -hmm. like I said, on Space Between to perform your song. And then hopefully, if there's any other new stuff, if you want to do any covers or any music, we would love to have you as a guest and we can maybe schedule something December, January, whatever works better for both our schedules. I definitely believe you are going to be amazing. You already are, but people are going to actually acknowledge it and see it. And sometimes it just takes just practicing, you know, talking about things, sharing and manifesting. Like you said, for you having a spiritual belief, praying or meditating on, on your belief and even creating a vision board, like writing it on paper and seeing it. I think that's just a way of of getting it out there. And once you start to believe in yourself enough and people connect, the sky's the limit for sure. Thanks, man. Awesome. I really appreciate it. I, I, believe I believe in you. Too. I feel like you you got it. So I'm, I thank you for being a part of um, the Black Canvas episode. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Dwight, thank you so much for being a part of Black Canvas, and we will hopefully have you back soon in hopefully a month or two to share your music with us. I can't wait. All right, no problem. Have a great evening. Okay. Are you too? Bye. I'm not afraid.